This teaching is from City Church Coventry. You can find us online at www.citychurchcoventry.org. I'm really excited to be here this morning, guys. Um, I believe that um, what God has begun in our time of worship is something that um, we are not just book, you know, bookending that. All right, I, I believe very much that we we go on from this point in the same atmosphere that we've been in in time of worship. Okay, um, I'm not going to speak for very long. Um, I have a very able pianist who's just nipping out but he's going to come back in very soon uh, and and we're going to spend some time Seth's going to kind of help us facilitate some time and we're going to continue um, in the wonderful wonderful privilege that we all have when God speaks through us um, uh, the, the the series that that we've been looking at very recently is all about um, uh, highlighting and bringing forth um, when God uses us to speak. And um, so, so we've been focusing on verses from 1 Corinthians uh, where, where it talks about speaking in tongues and it talks about prophecy. Um, so I'm just going to read that again for us. Um, uh, before I do that, I'd just like us to pray. Um, and, and this morning, I really would encourage you um, to not simply receive, okay? Um, I, I believe that, um, listen, we've all been there, all right? We might have even got a little bit hot and sweaty during the worship, and then, oh, the preacher's coming up now, I can have a little bit of virtue, okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to be asking you all up to come and, you know, oh, it's, um, uh, Claire, it's your five minutes coming up next, you know? It's not going to be like that, okay? But um, what, I, what I would encourage you to do is, uh, you know, God is the best teacher in the world, okay? And what he does is that when we are learning as a church how to do stuff, he, by the Spirit of God, will teach us how to do that very thing, okay? And um, for those of you who don't know much about me, I am a school teacher. I'm a secondary school teacher. I teach maths. Uh, Woohoo! Yes, yes. Yeah, me and Chris are two of the only nine members of the maths fraternity uh, uh, in the in the. Uh, who knows where I was going there? Doesn't matter. Um, um, but um, it would be a very very poor model for teaching if all you ever did was speak and your students never did. Okay, um, you know. Uh, if you were a sports coach, if you were teaching people, I'm going to teach you how to sprint faster and faster and faster, but you never put on some running shoes and you never got out on the track, you would be a very, very poor sports coach, okay? Um, now, that's not to say that we always do it in that way. Those of you who've seen uh, the Karate Kid back in the 80s, okay, when Mr. Miyagi's teaching people things, uh, he's teaching Daniel San through ways that he didn't understand. Those of you who haven't seen that movie, you won't understand that reference, but it's... Um, yeah, it's a good movie, it's a good movie, it's a good movie. Um, but, but ultimately, um, God is an active God. The Spirit of God is living and active, okay? The Word of God is living and active, okay? So none of this, none of this is there for our head knowledge. Nothing that God has ever said to you whether through your own time with God, whether through, um, through the mouth of another, okay, none of that was ever given to you. So God was like, I'm going to give you this little ornament that can gather dust 
in the corner of your life. God just doesn't work like that. Okay? <clears throat> so, um, I just, I want you to know um, a little bit about the context of, of what, what kind of um, brought me to, uh, I want to speak on this. A few weeks ago, I was, um, uh, I'd reached that point, and I've been there before, and honest, um, where I, I realised I hadn't really heard from God um, for something to bring of a contribution or something like that for, for a, a period of time. I couldn't tell you how long it was. I just realised I may, maybe I'd not been putting myself in my own heart forwards for that to happen. And I've got a friend um, who, who I've, I've known for uh, many years, um, and he lives in Malaysia. And he, um, he has been really strong. He's a dear friend. He's, he's a really solid brother, and um, he loves Jesus. But he's been really struggling with depression for the last few years. And um, I... Uh, he'd been he'd been using um, social media to kind of um, do little video diaries about what he's going through, and um, and I felt like I want I want to speak to him and I want to just chat to him and let him know you know that just because he's he's on the other side of the world he's moved there with his wife his wife's Malaysian um, and I can understand that that you know being uh, from England and and living here the vast majority of his life um, you know he, he might be quite isolated from people who who he really feels know him and want to kind of gather alongside him. And so we, we, technology is amazing, isn't it? You know, I had a messenger call, phone call, you know, it didn't cost me 85 pounds or anything like that, you know. Uh, we, we had a long chat, we chatted for about an hour over the phone. And, um, and as I was talking to him, I was encouraging him, and then I realised something in the way that I was speaking to him changed. I was no longer just encouraging him from my knowledge, my wisdom, but I was bringing him the word of God. And, um, the, the, you know, the, the verses that we're looking at today are very clear about that. Okay, if you just turn with me to uh, a, a kind of a key passage at the moment, which is 1 Corinthians 14. I'm going to read it in the NIV, and then I'm just going to bring a little bit out of uh, another version. Okay, so I'm going to read verses 1 to 5 here. Which says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Everybody say eagerly. Eagerly. That doesn't mean we're going to grow wings and rah, Okay, it means, ooh, you know. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a fun slide in a little moment. Okay, uh, for anyone who uh, eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy... For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. Indeed, no one understands him. He utters mysteries with his spirit. But everyone who prophesies speaks to men for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I would rather have you prophesy. He who prophesies is greater than one who speaks in tongues unless he interprets, so the church may be edified. Okay? And, and I'm just going to bring a little bit of something else out of a different version. 
Okay, so this is from the ESV. And I, I like just the, the, the wording that they say. So this would say, follow the way. Okay, now we can all follow a way. We went to a wedding in Essex this week on Satnav, and we were following the way. But honestly, we weren't very sure about it, okay? In the ESV, it says, pursue love. Okay, what does it mean when you pursue love? It means you've got your eyes fixed on it, and you're chasing after it, and it, it matters. It matters. It's not just a thing that you're ambling after, Okay, and, and um, I'm just bringing that out because right at the start, um, it, it, if you like, the, the whole of 1 Corinthians um, is beautifully pa- uh, like structured. God did it, so you know, of course it is. But, <clears throat> but we've got this amazing chapter on love that precedes it, which... Um, you know, often gets quoted in weddings, uh, in, in weddings with a with a, a kind of a, a Christian attachment to them sometimes. Uh, but 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 if you know, um, when when Paul is writing this, he makes sure that everybody knows that love, 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 as the Beatles might have said, love is all you need. Okay, um, and. And and the the following with that is well, what do we do with that? What do we do with that love? Well, what we do is we we take it and we pursue it and we embody it. And following that, God is going to use us to speak to one another. Okay. So just to kind of... um, I did tell myself I wouldn't be too long. And I've just started my stopwatch now. So, Um, Right. I just want to bring a few things that that God has said to us in our meeting today already. Okay. Um, Chris, I believe that when you brought that testimony, there was a few things. I was like, oh, Chris, you could start prophesying right now. Okay, but what Chris said, one of the things that just kind of highlighted in what you said, he said, when we prayed, things changed. Okay, when we prayed, things changed. Okay, there are, uh, if you didn't hear that, hear it now. If there are things in your life right now that need to change, pray. And they will change. Okay. And then... Um, and then Ruth came and she brought us such a wonderful encouragement, exhortation, just prophetic um, declaration and testimony of the fact that God is our anchor. Yeah. Okay? And I loved what you brought about the fact that there's, when an, when an anchor, I'm, you know, I'm not a sailor, I wouldn't know these things, but I can imagine, okay, that when an anchor is rooted at the bottom of the sea, you can't see it. It is, it is tucked away beneath uh, the, the grimy sediment of the seabed, okay? But it is the rope that you can see. So even when we can't see the evidence of God being there as our anchor, okay, we are firmly, firmly corded onto his, onto his goodness, okay? Um, and there's nothing he can't do for you, okay? And then... Um, and Tony came, and he brought the, the beautiful words of that, that hymn. Um, we have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and sure. Um, I just want to make a little bit, just something occurred to me while Tony was coming, okay? Um, I'm going to say some nice things about you right now, Tony. So if you want to, it's up to you how you take it, okay? Uh, okay, you take it as nice. Good, okay. Um, when, when I moved to Coventry in 2007, um, the thing that uh, really, really excited me 
is that I was moving. I'm getting emotional here. <laughs> Not unusual for me when I preach. That I was moving to be in a house of prophets. Yeah? That I was moving to be in a house of prophets. Because do you know that we reproduce after our own kind? Okay? So not only has Tony physically produced a son who is also a prophet, okay? But after his own kind, he has produced a daughter-in-law who prophesies with such wonderful authority, okay? We're not going to go with the rest of them because I know there's, there's preachers' taxes and all that kind of thing. <laughs> but did you know that you are planted in this house? And the prophetic demonstration and the prophetic anointing that is in this church, God wants to reproduce that in you. He wants to reproduce that in you. Okay? And there are probably those of us that perhaps the shoots of that reproduction are are more evident on the surface than others. But I, I truly believe that God wants City Church Coventry to be a church of people that know what it is to bring the word of God. Okay, to prophesy with, with, with a, a dynamic demonstration of his authority. Of, of, and, and, and we need to understand why. It is not so we show off. Okay? It is not for that. It's because we are pursuing love. And when we love one another, we want each and every part of the body to be as firmly established in God's word as it possibly can be. Okay? As you possibly can be. Okay, and and what that means now, I think back in my life when people are moved to prophesy, it changes lives, it changes lives. I just want you right now, and I'm going to be shut up for a minute. (laughs) I want you to think back of times in your life when you know somebody brought you the word of God and how it changed you. So you've thought about that time. Now think about that other time. Now think about that other time. Now think about that other time when you were crying, weeping mess. Okay, and God just said, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna just reduce all of you right now because you're just gonna take it and soak it in. Think about that time. And now, what I want you to do, just, just draw those thoughts to a close. That was nice, wasn't it? Wasn't that nice? Thinking, that's the time that God spoke to me. Yeah. Now I want you to think about, what if those people had never thought, oh yeah, I'll bring that. Okay? I, don't, I only love you guys. I just want to pick out. Remember the time you guys were at Bible Week, right? It was one of those stressy times, right? That was the result of somebody bringing something. Okay? I remember when we used to meet at City College, and I was having a really tough time. A really, really tough time. And this lady brought me life. She brought me life. And this gentleman here, after I'd been having a really rubbish time, okay? I hadn't spoken to God in quite a long time. He very, very gently just said to me, Paul, I 
I really like it when you bring your contributions. It really blesses me. And even though he didn't prophesy it to me, the mouth of the prophet, I heard it. And that was God basically saying to himself, pick yourself up, son. Dust yourself off. It's time to get your head back in the game. So, what I want to say to you guys is you are going to be that voice for somebody. Okay, you, you, you probably already have been, but if you don't know it yet, you are going to be that, per, that person. Okay, you are going to be the person that is, that opens doors of life. Okay, you are going to be that person. You are going to be the person that when everything looks bleak and the enemy is so crushing somebody's hope, you are going to be the person that lifts that person because you're going to bring the word of God. Okay? Right? We've seen a million nice words on posters on the internet or post memes, you know, positive thinking and all of that. All of that is good. Right? And lots of it has its root in, in what the word of God says. Okay? But none of it is a match for God's word. Okay? So, what I want to bring, and I really do not want to speak for more than about 15 minutes longer. Uh, we, we can have the next slide, um, Archie, okay? So, so the word in this, um, it, it looking at verse 3, it says, Everyone who prophesies speaks to men for their encouragement. Is strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. And the word encouragement there, the word encouragement there is the word paraclesis. And you will get different versions, and I know this because I've trolled them this week. There are different versions of what that word is in different, in different um, translations. So in, in uh, some it says encouragement, in some it says exhortation. The context matters. Now, um, whilst I'm not really speaking on specifically that bit of encouragement, because I know a few weeks ago Matthew spoke specifically on comfort and consolation. Um, If you like, what I am trying to do this morning is encourage us, exhort us to be the demonstration of this verse effectively. And, but, but, but context matters. Okay. God is never going to use you in only one way. Okay. He's never going to use you in only one way. If we are going to be a church that demonstrates this, then it will be something different on different occasions to different people. If you can just read this. So it says, so it says paraclesis, what does it mean? It means a calling near, a summons. A summons. And just imagine that. This person is, whoever they are, it may be yourself, you're crying out to God. You're crying out to God. And, and God summons this pe- person. They're going to bring them in. Right, I need Lottie right now. I need Lottie Blake because she's going to be the person. Okay? All right? <laughs> Hello, friend. friend. So, so the Spirit of God may come, and the Spirit of God may come and say, well, I'm going to speak through somebody right now. Okay? All right? Do you feel like you've got anything right now? Be honest. Not yet. That's fine. Thank you. But when you hear, when you hear him, he has chosen out of his multitudes of body. I'm going to speak to this person through that person, okay? And 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 then and then these these kind of um, 
things, just, just talk about the myriad ways in which we, we can be used effectively. Okay, we'll move on. Next slide, Ashi. So, yeah, um, uh, we've got these lights on, so you can't really see. That is a toolbox, okay? That's a full toolbox, okay? God has a full toolbox, and you are one of those tools, okay? Um, you know, in this verse, it just says eagerly desire, all right? Eagerly desire. He wants us to be used, and, and he is really, really... Um, there's, there's nothing, there is nothing that disqualifies anybody from doing anything if God says, I'm using you right now. Okay? You may feel totally out of your depth. You may feel like, I can't tell this person anything. They, they know more than me. They're older than me. They're, they're more experienced than me. Okay? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. I remember once upon a time when I was about 26, 27, I'd been, I'd been, um, I was helping out with my friend who, who was doing like a summer like outreach on an estate in Cardiff. And um, here I was, 26, 27, thought I knew it all. And, um, and uh, you know, I'd, been, I'd, I'd, I'd done a couple of years of kind of full-time church youth work and stuff like that, so I really did think I was the dog's dinner. Um, and, um, and I remember there was this young man there and he was telling me something and I was like, oh yeah, you think that now, but in a few, you know, a few years you'll think differently. And uh, fair play, he just rebuked me, full blown from Jeremiah, I think it was, okay, do not say that I am young or anything like that. And he just slapped me in the face with the word of God, basically. And um, I, I, I thank him for that. I, I, I like to think that from this point, that point onwards, I've never looked down on somebody because they happen to be conceived and born at a different date to me. Um, <laughs> none of us decides when we're born. None of us decides uh, how old we are and at what, what age in life we've we've uh, we've kind of met up with somebody. Um, and and I just um, my point there is: don't ever disqualify yourself. Don't ever disqualify yourself. Okay, because. Jesus doesn't do that. God doesn't do that to us. Um, you know, you, you, there may be some of you think, oh, well, I might bring a contribution in life group, but I'll never do it on a Sunday. Or you might think, oh, I might bring a contribution on a Sunday, but I'd, I'd never do it at Bible week or something like that. Okay? Or I, 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 I might bring a word of knowledge to a friend, but I'd, I'd, never, give it, I'd never give it to my next door neighbour. That wouldn't be right. Okay? If the Spirit of God moves you, it is time. Okay? It is time. It is time. And you are the right person. Right? Work on that basis. That should be your default. Okay? Because sometimes you might get it wrong. And sometimes it might be actually God tells you something and you think, oh, is that right? Is that right? Is that right? Is that right? And then God will say, no, no, no. But I just want you to park that for two, three weeks because it is coming and you will know when the right time is. Okay? But if that, is your, if that second situation is your default, then you're copping out, really, <laughs> to speak plainly. Okay? All right? Now, I look around this room, and all I see 
is, 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 a, is a gathering of people. I, I, I couldn't pick, how many of us are there? 30, 40 of us, plus the people downstairs, okay? I couldn't pick a, a nicer, distinct group of people in my life. Okay? I cannot look at throughout my life and think, oh yes, back in, back in uh, 1998, yes, there were definitely 60 people that were much nicer than every single person I know here. I couldn't, couldn't do it. Okay? Um, so so this, is a, this is a risk-free training ground we have in this, in this church. Okay? Um, and, and I want you to know that if you don't realise how blessed you are to be in this church for that reason then you are okay all right there is uh, you know i i've been in gatherings before where if your face doesn't fit or if you are not sufficiently in in the chosen few i'm sorry you're not needed okay and that is 100% not what it's like here okay every single one of you is vital to what god wants to do in this place every single one of us okay uh, the next slide, please. So that's a little baby, desperately reaching, desperately <laughs> reaching for a toy. Okay? And, and I would just... You've got, to learn, you've got to desire this. You've got to desire to be used. Um, I, sh- I shared this week on, um, on Facebook um, a really, really sensitive situation uh, i won't go into it hugely i'll say what i said on facebook so i i went to pick up a tumble dryer i bought i bought a tumble dryer on is it thursday i think yeah um and um it was in birmingham and i was driving over there and i was preparing for this morning in my heart and in my head and listening to worship music and and just praising the lord and God just said to me, the people you're going to meet this morning, uh, you're going to bring them my word. Now, it doesn't get more random than driving nearly an hour away um, to people you've never met. And quite frankly, the only thing you have in common with them is there happens to exist a tumble dryer that they want to sell and you want to buy. Um, so safe to say that I had nothing, no common ground that I knew of in advance of these people. So I... I Sat down. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm winding my way through this area of Birmingham I've never been to before, and um, and I pull up, and I think right that's their house, and I see this big minivan type thing outside with with a with a little fish sticker on the back, and I think to myself, here we go, <laughs> and um, so I go and meet these guys, and uh, I've. Uh, 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 they show me it. They're, they're a Roma- Romanian couple, which was interesting to me because I've just started speak. Uh, I've just recently started teaching in a school that has loads of Romanians in it. Okay, um, and so we were talking about it, uh, and I just said to them, um, "Is that your van there?" And they said, "Yes." Um, I said, "Are you are you Christians?" They said, "Yes, we are." Uh, and I just I just said, "I, I believe that God wants me." to pray with you today do you have any needs and they, they didn't quite understand me at first but then I, I kind of said no no do you have something that you you need from God and the lady she said uh, well she's five months pregnant and she's been told that her baby has died in her womb and she was going to the hospital that day to have it confirmed and um 
I prayed with them. I prayed for comfort. And I prayed for God's blessing upon them. And I, and I, and I, I, I found the faith to speak life to this child. And, um, and that, that they would actually receive a miracle. This was not unusual ground for me. Those of you who've been who know me and Jen for a few years know we pretty much were on the receiving end of a very similar situation. Uh, there's a what's there? There's a six-year gap between uh, Eva and Gwen, um, uh, but but we actually had three miscarriages in that time. Okay, and um, and I just prayed that God's comfort and blessing would be upon them. They did let me know. Uh, I, I, I mess, they messaged afterwards. They, um, their baby did pass away, um, but it was so clear to me that God wanted me to, to to be the the means for them to know that God was with them in that situation. Yes. We can't always define the means by which you know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell God he got the plan wrong, okay? But we can't always we can't always tell the boundaries by which what, what God's going to do okay um, that time when me and Jen lost that baby but I kind of basically called effectively every Christian I knew together to pray for it um, that I think that was the springboard into a totally new season of life for me and Jen and, and I believe that whilst we will might not know that son or daughter this side of heaven um, we asked for life and God gave us life yeah um, I'm so far away from my notes <laughs> you won't believe it <laughs> let's go for the next one. Oh yeah you really oh yeah you can see this I'm amazed um, so, so yeah my point on that was you've, you've got to desire it guys you've got to put yourself in the position where you're saying I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be ready I'm going to be ready because if you're not sharp if you haven't spent time with God, then you're not, you're not going to be sharp. I don't know, you might be. But <laughs> I don't think anybody ever thought, oh, blimey, I spent too much time with God that day. All right? <laughs> but my experience is that if my focus is on the, the very real and present spirit of God in my life, God tends to speak to me more. Yes. Yeah? It's, it's, not, it's, not a, it's not an unusual situation. Um, so, so the next one is just about learning to hear. Um, you know, the, uh, I, think, I think that for me, this is not really doctrinal now. This is just my experience. Um, that, that when I put myself in a position to hear from God, the indicators to me that it is God speaking are often that I have the, like, the fully thought, a fully formed thought just land in my head. Like I was, like I was praying for somebody a couple of weeks ago. We were in, we were in the meeting, okay, and um, I was just praying, and I just had this, um, I just had this picture of like you know when you, um, when they put like a stopper on the end of a railway line, so they like build like a blocker. With, oh, I don't know what do you call it, a buffer, buffer. Yeah. Um, you know, and that you know, even a train that weighs goodness knows how many uh, tons shall not pass past that thing. Uh, and, and but God actually wanted to say, you think that this thing in your life is this for you, and I want to tell you that it's not. And I, I, I had no trains that not featured in my life that much that, that week. Okay, this was just this fully formed thought that landed in my head. 
And, and I would encourage those of you who this, for, the, for whom this is not necessarily something that you feel um, you are past the initial steps of in terms of your experience, that, that it may be like that for you. That when, when a fully formed thought lands in your head that you feel like, okay, is this for somebody? Or, you know, you, you, can, you, know, you can ask God to speak to you. God, I'm, I'm, I'm here and I'm ready and waiting. Uh, and that might be how he speaks. Does anybody else have that? Yeah? That if it just, it just comes. Yeah? And, and so that's what I'd say in just terms of learning to hear. Um, and next slide, please, actually. Learning to leap. Now, you can't see that. Really can't, can you? Um, that is, Indi- who, who has seen Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade? This, I think, is my favourite scene in movie history. I remember going to see it when I was a kid. Uh, I absolutely loved it. And uh, I don't know how old I was, probably 11 or 12. And um, I loved the fact that God was speaking through a movie. Yeah? Um, how many people know that scene? Yeah? yeah? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll explain it to you, if you. So there's a final scene in this movie. It's called Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Um, and basically, he's trying to effectively reach uh, this cup that is going to give his father miracle life. And he's put at the edge of this precipice. And he's told that uh, only, only a leap from the lion's head can, can etc., etc. And so Indiana Jones is, a, is effectively, um, it's, it's, it's a chasm that looks, you know, 20, 30 metres wide. There's no way that he can physically leap it. He has to believe that a miracle is going to happen. <laughs> can I be getting emotional about Indiana Jones? <laughs> <laughs> and and oh, I'll show you. And he's, he basically is on the edge and he knows and he believes and he holds it and he basically puts out his foot and then he just launches and he lands on um, a bit of like a, a, a rock bridge that has been cra- massive spoilers, but it's been out since 1991, so I'm not going to apologise. He basically steps upon a, a rock bridge that has been crafted and painted to look exactly like the, the, the floor of, of this, this giant canyon. And so, you know, he, he walks across and he gets the cup. And then he saves his dad and, and um, uh, apparently doesn't fall down on his knees and give his life to Jesus. So I don't quite understand that, but there you go. <laughs> Just as well he's a fictional character. <laughs> Otherwise I'd be questioning, Lord, how much more evidence can you give somebody? But there you go. Um, <laughs> um, but I want you to know that when you prophesy, my experience is this, is that you will not always know everything you're going to say and there will be times when you just have to say, I've got this. And sometimes that will be enough. Sometimes that will be enough. Uh, many of you will know Arna Scargan. First experience I had with Arna, he, he was coming to the church in Manchester that I was at. And he gave us a, uh, I just don't, he has the most amazing stories. And, and he basically just gave us this story about how um, uh, God spoke to him when he was on a bus about somebody who was about to get off the bus about half a coat hanger. And he literally led this woman to the Lord on the bus stop after they got off 
Um, there, were, there were many precursors. He tells it much better than I would. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to get off the bus. That can't be right. The, the Lord, that sounds ridiculous, Lord. And then basically he gets off and he's about to walk. And this woman gets off in front of him. Um, and, uh, and he leads it to the Lord. And that woman, this was like 30, 40 years ago. And that woman basically became one of the most influential intercessors in Norway, uh, is, is what, what Anna told us. Um, but, um, you know, there's going to be times, guys, when you just have to leap. When you just have to go for it. Because, you know, when God, asks, when God uses us in this way, um, yes, it's for the recipient, but it's also for yourself. My life, my faith levels have been built up so massively over the years because there have been times, and honestly, there have been times when I've brought the word of God to somebody where it seems to have done more to me than it's done to them. <laughs> but, you know, it's not an accident. It's not an accident. So if God wants to talk to you about one thing or another, he's going to do it, but he won't always tell you the full outline. He might just tell you the first word, and that might be enough. Other times, you will start to speak and you will have no way, no way of knowing where you're going with this because the Spirit of the Lord is going to take over and basically say, and this, and this, and this, and this. And you just need to leap. And then the last one. So God just wants us to do this. Effectively, and I, I, my faith levels are such that I, I, I believe that in our remaining fifteen minutes together, that God is going to basically lead some of you guys into doing this for the first time. And if it's not for the first time, then just, you know, whoever the Holy Spirit wants to use in the next fifteen, twenty minutes, whatever. Okay, he's going to use. Okay, but we've got to be those that are ready. I've got some words here that I believe God has given me to say to people today. So a lot of my prep for this, um, I did like a week ago. Um, I, I went for a run. Um, and I was just, uh, as I was running, I was listening to uh, Matthew's preach and I was listening to Ezekiel's sessions with us. And God just started speaking to me about everything. Um, God speaks to me about the things that I have in my life. He speaks to me through running. He speaks to me through teaching. He speaks to me through my wife, through my children. Okay, But God will probably speak to you through what you do in your life. Okay, so none of those things are disqualified, but also the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. And even though God doesn't put his seal of approval on on everything in this world, everything in this world is absolutely at his very whim to use how he pleases. There is nothing as there is no such thing as random when it comes to God speaking to us. Okay. Sometimes I believe God just does it for His own amusement. <laughs> Genuinely, God is a laughing God. So I'm just going to bring you a few things, guys. 
So last Sunday morning, um, I was running. I was around the Memorial Park. I've run. I've run around that park hundreds of times. Right? And there's this one course. Uh, I've never done it in under thirty minutes. Okay. But I knew conditions were right because I just trained for a half marathon. Okay. And I had a good amount of sleep. Okay. I was there nice and early. I did a warm up lap. Okay. And I was running round. And I got to one point on the course, and I looked at my stopwatch. And at one point, and at, at various different points in this, this course, it's in the past, it might have said 24 minutes, might have said 26, might have said 28, okay? But on this day, it said 20. And I was like, I've got a chance. I've got a chance to do it under 30. So I pushed hard, I pushed hard, and for the first time in my life, and bearing in mind, this was all the time while God was speaking to me, for the first time in my life, I did it under 30 minutes, Okay? And I got really, really emotional when I crossed the line. There was nobody there, okay? It was like, it was like 20 past seven last Sunday morning, okay? But God just kind of flooded my spiritual ears with so many thoughts. But he said to me, he said, and this is a word for us as a church, you have never been better positioned to be of great use in the kingdom than you are right now, okay? Now, we don't get 120 chances of, at life, okay? This right now, Wherever you are right now, you are in the perfect position to live your best life in God. And not only that, but to be of the most purpose in the kingdom. Other things he said to me, he said, the path of the righteous grows ever brighter as the dawn, even till the full light of day. Okay, guys, I just want you to know Okay, whatever you think the, the, the physical circumstances of your life are right now, you are brighter than you've ever been. And tomorrow you will be brighter. And the day after that you will be brighter. Okay, because when God saved you, he saved you for purpose. The other thing he said to me is he said, don't look back at old standards. These passages talked about us being transformed by the renewing of our mind. And I've already shared this with a couple of guys this morning. The version that you are right now is not the version that you were because you've been transformed several times. But always be pushing into God for the next version of you as he transforms you and transforms you and transforms you. And then the last thing I just want to say is, as you've heard from me this week, okay, I was just going about my way, trying to get a new tumble dryer, okay? God says, I'm going to turn your distractions into interactions. So when you are out in the world, I want you to be tuned in to the idea that you're never off duty, in the kingdom there is no subspench in the kingdom and more and more of you are going to know dynamic situations whereby you are just going about your business Ben and I were chatting uh, last week about how on the road to Emmaus those people were just going about their business and they had a dynamic encounter with Jesus and for all of us we are going to know days times situations where we're just going about our business but we're tuned in to the spirit of God 
and God turns whatever just was distracting us into an interaction. And for those people, that's going to be an interaction with a living God. That's going to be an interaction with a living God. So, right now, I'm just going to ask Seth to just, um, can we just segue into, um, into King of My Heart again? That um, chorus, yeah. So I'm just going to ask us to just, um, to just, just worship now. I don't think it'll matter if we go over by about five minutes over half past or something like that. But I just encourage you that as I've been speaking, if God's stirred you, and it's just as we continue to, um, just in his presence, just if you hear his voice today, do something. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this teaching from City Church Coventry. You can find more great teaching and other resources on our website at www.citychurchcoventry.org.